You are listening to the Whitby Christian Students Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. So glad that you guys are here. Uh, A little bit of a different episode for you guys today as we kick off our second season here of the podcast. I just wanted to actually take some time. We're in the midst of lockdown right now. Um, And just that with everything going on, it's been challenging and difficult to connect with people and just to make a quality podcast. So I just thought I'd take a little bit of a different spin on this week and um, just actually share a little bit about my life and so that you guys have the opportunity just to get to know me and uh, what I'm passionate about because not everybody has the chance to sit down and talk with me or get to know me on a a personal level. Um, So I'm really excited just to spend probably It's going to be a shorter one today, probably like 20 minutes, just kind of sharing a bit about my life and just kind of where I'm at Um, just with life because life is so precious and it's so short. Um, My favorite speaker had a sermon and it just talked about how the essence of life, like the way that it is, like there's a passage in the Old Testament that says that life is is like a vapor and it's here today and gone tomorrow. Like it just, it just comes and goes so fast and um, so many things happen in our short little life that, you know, the rest of eternity is just played out after that. And so I'm excited just to be alive and just, <laughs> just have life today because, um, Jesus has woke me up with a purpose and with a plan. And, um, I wouldn't have thought that a few years ago. And so it's just exciting to see how much has changed in a few years and just, um, where I'm at right now. So I just wanted to, uh, Open with a word of prayer, and then we'll go from there. So let me just bless you um, today. God, Just uh, I just pray that, pray that you would um, be in this time right now. God, that you would just be a part of this uh, moment. Lord, if everyone's speaking, would you encourage them, build them up, and just give them faith to know you more today. God, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as I'm recording this, I'm actually sitting in what affectionately has become known as the prayer shed. Um, to me, this is a very precious, very precious place. And um, for those of you who don't know, I actually um, was reading something that one of my my favorite people, probably apart from Bible people, I would say of all time, Smith Wigglesworth. If you guys haven't heard of him, check him out. Um, but he had, there was something that got posted of his. He's since gone to be with Jesus. And um, it just simply said these words written in his um, prayer book that these are the very words of God. And as I was listening to that, or sorry, as I was reading that, it inspired me so much of like, man, like God is speaking to us and he's given us the Bible as like evidence of him speaking to us and just like put it quite simply. And so my heart was just stirred of like, man, God is speaking to us. This is, and I knew that like conceptually, I knew, yes, this is God's word, but it just hit me in that moment. So the next day I'm reading and Colossians 4, 2 says, devote yourselves to prayer. And that just like sparked a whole conversation between me and the Lord of, man, what does that look like? What does it mean to be devoted to prayer? What is, you know, how does that whole thing look? And and I came to the place of, you know, Jesus had a secret place. He went and, and he was away in the mountains. He was away in fields and gardens, like wherever he was to go be with the Lord. And um, Paul, you know, he went away for his season of life and, and went to go be with the Lord. And, and so... I thought, okay, if I'm going to grow in the Lord, I need to go be away with him. 
And so my parents actually live with us right now. Uh, my dad just graduated Bible college. And so they're in a bit of a transition. So they've been living with us since July of 2020. And um, Julie and I just don't have a massive house. So there's really no room extra in our house for me to have like a secret place for me to be. Our closet's not that big either. And so I actually got a utility trailer and built um, built a four foot by eight foot prayer shed on it. And I work in here now during the lockdowns and I'm um, here morning and night to just read the word and to pray. And, and from that place, my heart has been so, so stirred to just be with the Lord and to know him. And John 17 has been a passage that since I read it has really just kind of stirred me in my faith to get to know God more because it says Jesus is actually talking and he's praying and he says that, um, he says, this is eternal life that they would know you and the one who sent you. And obviously the one he's talking about is the father, but he's also saying that they would know the father and they would know me, um, the me being Jesus. And so I just was so stirred. I'm just like, man, like eternity has begun. Like the moment you're born, eternity has already begun, which is a crazy concept. You don't need to be dead from this earth to be in eternity. Like we already are. Eternity has begun. It has to start somewhere and it starts from the minute you're alive. So we can actually know him now. And Jesus gave us that opportunity when he died and, and resurrected for us, when he conquered death and, and, and when the veil was torn and we were able to now have a relationship again with the father and he changed our hearts, he changed our minds, he changed every bit that was evil and gross. And now he's brought us into his family so that we could be made brand new to be a part of his family, to know him. Like that revelation has just transformed my heart of just like, okay, so now when I read the Bible, I don't come reading the Bible because I have to, to get it done in the day. God has written down not only history for us to learn about, but he's written this as a love letter. He's written this as like direction and guidance. And it's like every question that we have, everything, like even in culture, there's so many answers in the Bible and people are like, yeah, like, you know, that's good. But it's like, no, no, no. Like we don't understand like everything that we need. The word says that everything we need for life and godliness, the Holy Spirit will give us. And so it's like, even in our Christian lives, like we don't need to go and read 85 books to learn how to be holy. Like Jesus has made us holy, but we just have to understand that and know. And the word even says that we perish for a lack of knowledge. And it's like, it's not just knowledge about Jesus. It's knowledge of our intimate relationship with him. Like we weren't created so that we could just struggle with sin the rest of our lives. Like we were created to be in an intimate relationship with him. And we know this because of the intentions of the garden, right? Like the father himself walked the garden. Those were the only people that ever saw God face to face on this earth. And, and that would have been apart from Jesus, I guess, would have been amazing for, for them to walk in the garden with the father and to experience that. Like God, God actually created us to be in relationship, not to just be a disciple of his, not to, not for any other purpose, but for relationship. And in that there's honor, in that there's adoration, in that there's worship. And there's so many other facets that come under that place of relationship. It's not just like a, a buddy and we talk once a month. Like this is the kind of relationship that God, like the God of all creation actually desires that we would know him. And he delights in our time together and it says that he has more thoughts for you and i than there are sand in this in in all the beaches like he he thinks about us and like 
we ought to think of him because he's not only deserving of that, but he actually wants to. And I think that to me has just been one of the most precious, precious things in this season of life is just like, oops, sorry. Um, it's just like coming to that place of, of understanding how much God in heaven actually loves us and cares for us and how much it like aches and breaks his heart when we do things that are contrary to what he asks. And, and I mean that entirely like he did not create us to struggle with sin the rest of our lives. And I don't want to get fixated on that aspect of it, but he's actually freed us so that we could be free from sin where we can actually choose to no longer sin so that we can just be in intimacy with him because our purpose apart from relationship with the father is to actually reveal the person of Jesus to other people. Right. And it's like, if Jesus is the entire image, right? Like, It talks about that. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. So Jesus is the entirety of the character of the Father, the person of the Father we see in Jesus. So if we don't see it in Jesus, then we don't see it in the Father. So understanding that Jesus is the ultimate revelation of the Father. And then Jesus said, be one with the Father and one with me. So he's talking to us, right? So we can be one with the father and with the son as the son was with the father, right? Like I think we fail to understand the greatness of what God has done for us. I'm just like, not only did he save us in a, in a, with the ultimate price that we did definitely didn't deserve, but he transformed us, right? So he actually changed all the things that were evil and made them whole. And then not only that, but then he's empowered us by indwelling us so that we could then go and share that with other people so that we could reveal the heart of God to other people. And the thing that God's been showing me in this last little bit of just time with him is that Man, like too often we just get stuck in our desires and our wants and our hopes and like, God, I, this, I, that I want, I need. And it's like, man, like the place that we need to begin when we're spending time with God is not just coming and praying about God, help me on this test, help me to grow in this area, help me to learn. Like, yeah, I know the, the word says that we are to ask and we ask, believe that we're going to receive it, but I believe that the greatest thing that we could do in the, in the beginning of our time with him is just to worship him and just to adore him and praise him. And when we come to that place where we've just like entered the throne room in the, in the realm of the spirit, like when our praise has just been lifted high to heaven, it's like standing before the father and it's his delight as children, like, cause we're his children too. It's, it's his delight to know that we're not here just to get something out of him, but we're here entirely for him. And then when he like moves and he speaks to us and he says, okay, my child, my son, like, what is it that you desire? Like, what is it that you need? And that's where I come to the Lord. And I say, look, man, I'm just like, sometimes I say that to God because that's just how I talk. But um, like, God, these are the people that I'm praying for. This is what I want to see in Canada. Like, I want to see a move of God in Canada that has, has never been matched before. And I believe that. I believe that we're on the cusp of one of the greatest revivals in history and that before Jesus comes back, we're going to see the nations just rise and a move of, of God that's going to stem from a place of just being intimate with him. And it's like all that 
to say like a few years ago, man, I was not like this at all. And um, I remember there was actually a time in my life where I can remember just like sitting down and, and thinking like, okay, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to go to Bible college. And I'm like 99% confident if my memory serves correct that I still had Tinder like the first few weeks while at Bible college. And there was just like sexual immorality that I was struggling with and a lot of other sins. And, and I was like here just because I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to honor God and doing those things. And man, like it was great to see like God still moved in, in life and he still changed and, and did really cool things. But none of it was from the place of actually being intimate with him. Like I was seeing healings when we were praying for people. Like I was seeing in the spirit realm prophecies, like words of knowledge, like people baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was great, but none of it came from a place of actual intimacy with him. And there's a very unique passage in scripture where Jesus shares a parable and he says, like, there's going to be people that stand before me and say, God, look, I did all this in your name. Like I, we, we prophesied in your name. Like we cast out devils. Like I would venture to say that now we could say like, I went to church, I served in the church and I did all these things, Lord, for you. And Jesus is going to say, you know what? Depart from me. I don't even know who you are. Like, who are you? I don't know you. And and that realization, like that's how I was living when I was first saved of just like seeing God move and do really cool things. But I was totally in the place of, I just wanted to be used by God for, I don't know what purpose, because it definitely wasn't for him. It was for me. And now it's coming to that place of God, even if you don't use me, even if I'm never on a platform again, like, it's actually my delight just to know you. It's actually my delight just to honor you. It's my delight to worship you and to praise you with everything that I have in my body, with every bone, with every piece of my fiber. Like every bit of me just wants to worship you and adore you. And and if miracles happen, apart from it being a promise, like it is something that I believe we're going to see, but it's not that I desire those things anymore because I think they're cool. I actually just desire them because it reveals the glory of God. And that's where our lives should be. And so none of that really revealed anything specific about me, but everything about me at the same time. Because my heart has been so changed this last year, the last even like eight months, coming from a place of when you let go of things that, that you know you're holding on to, including like your phone. For me, it was basketball, um, friendships, being known, being like popular, all those things. When you let those things go and you just come to the Lord and you just want to be with him because you get to know the God who created everything, like my life changed. Like there was joy like never before. There was peace. There was excitement. Like there was passion and hunger for God. And it actually like I wasn't just saying things anymore, but I was actually living what I was believing. And I found freedom and in so many areas in my heart that like the enemy was using against me, like memories and things from my past that you know, I wasn't real proud of, but the enemy was like, this is who you are. This is what it is. And, and like, there was shame to it. And you know what? It's like, 
the minute I've repented with a genuine heart, God has, is faithful and just to forgive. And so he's actually let that go and doesn't hold that against me. But what we do is we actually believe the lie that the enemy says, like, you're unworthy, you're this, like, you sinned, you've done wrong, this is who you are. And it's like, that's actually not who you are at all. Like, if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. And so when it came to those moments, and I believe this is going to help somebody too, is that when the enemy would, like, show a flashback of something that I experienced or, you know, a memory would pop up, there's one of two responses. We can either believe it or we can put truth in and we need to speak out the things that we actually are. So when that pop, when those memories pop up, I'm just proclaiming truth over my life. Like, God, I thank you that I'm a new creation. God, I thank you that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Lord, I thank you that you have changed and redeemed me by the blood of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you have given me life and life abundantly, that everything that I've done has been forgiven and justified by Jesus, that I don't stand before him with Jesus. Like God doesn't see you with Jesus glasses, but he sees me for me because I've been made entirely brand new. God, I thank you that you empowered me by your spirit to live holy, to live like blameless and upright before you, like proclaim truth over you is probably the greatest tool that you have against the enemy. Because the enemy only comes to kill, to kill, steal, and destroy. So he's not coming to give you life or peace. He's just coming with lies. And that's the whole thing that, you know, we've bought into as a culture, as Christians, is that, you know, these things that define us in our past are who we are in the future. And it's like, that's not even who you are now if you've repented. And so all of those to just say that God has really done a number in my heart and um, really changed me the last little while. Um, for those of you who didn't know me, which is probably 99% of you, when I was in high school, uh, I had a one track, a one track mind, and that was um, to play basketball. And the other important things in my life were the girl I was dating and my friends. And that was it. I thought about God sometimes. I tried to read my Bible, but it didn't really matter. I don't think, apart from maybe two or three people, I ever really shared my faith that I can recall. Um, never prayed for people, never had any passion for the word of God, was never bold um, in, in how I spoke just as a whole, not even just about Jesus, but just as a whole. Uh, I didn't really care about much. Um, yeah, there's just so many areas that like I don't even, I can't even pinpoint to you all the areas that aren't who I am today. And to the place now where like we've led teams and taken them downtown to like share the gospel with people where we're like praying for people we don't even know. And like God's doing miracles, like sharing the gospel publicly, like so many areas where it's like, man, like once you let go and just let God do it, like your life is going to change. Like I was miserable because I had ran from God. Everything I tried to do was by my own strength. And so everything was harder because it wasn't in his hand and blessing. And so to me, it's just like, now that you, you, when you come to that place of saying, okay, God, I'm actually going to live for you. And you actually are just then obedient to when he says, okay, this is what you need to do, which is all found in scripture. Life is way more enjoyable. And, and, um, just in this last recent season of life, God's given me a crazy amount of dreams that he's just trying to speak to me through. He's uh, just blessed me with some amazing friends and mentors that are, um, just helping me to discern the voice of God and to, to continue to learn and how to grow. He's given me like, uh, 
He's given me my identity. He's given me love. He's given me excitement. Like I actually wake up excited. And there's just so many other things that's just like, this is, this is who I am. Like this, you can hear the passion and it's not just, this isn't curated. This is really just who I am. And it's like, yeah, it's, it, at the end of the day, nothing else really matters. Like, I, I don't want to share with you guys all the bad things that I've done because it's like, that's not who I am. Like, I can't share with you the, the particular things that I'm like deeply passionate about because there's so many of them that I'm not passionate about anymore. I used to love, deeply love basketball. I used to watch it all the time. I haven't watched a single game this season. I don't really plan on watching a game until maybe playoffs. And that's just, just for the sake of there's something to do. And uh, we don't watch movies. And this isn't to say like you have to live this life, but it's just to say that there's nothing really about me that I'm particularly passionate about apart from the Lord. And in that, then there's things in life that I'm passionate about. So I'm passionate about sharing the gospel, about raising leaders who, who can equip others, about teaching people their identity and how to live empowered by the Holy Spirit. And all of them just come from that place of like, my identity is now found in him. It says that we're citizens of heaven and no longer of this earth. And those are not just things that we can say and then keep living life like we did before. So if I'm going to say that I'm a citizen of, of heaven and not of the earth, I can't. My Instagram feed can't look like that of the world. The way I spend my money can't look like the way it would with the world. The way I do my job, the way I look for a job cannot be, oh, this is what I want. I'm passionate about. I'm driven in this. And it's like all those things are just like what the world tells you. And it's like as believers, our lives are completely surrendered and given to him. And it's like, yeah, there are people who are called to work in ministry and churches. There are people who are called to work in the marketplace, which is just everywhere that's not, you know, in the community of the the believers. But we have to be mindful and careful that we don't get driven by passions that we are passionate about that aren't from God. And I've been saying this recently, just hearing some people talk and friends like, not every opportunity just because it's easy means that it's from God. And just because it's something you want also doesn't mean that it's from the Lord. Now, hear me on this one. And this will be my last point. Hear me on this one because this is important. Is that it's not that we just say that everything that's n- that, that just comes our way isn't from God. Because that's not true. But it is to say that if you really work hard for something. And if you, are, if you have done it all by your strength. And it you really haven't all you've done is just say okay god i want this and then i'll use an example so when i was younger my dream was to play college basketball and that was uh, a good chunk of my prayer life was praying about that i worked hard for it um and uh the right opportunity came by i met a coach i i talked to him i actually reached out to him and we did a workout together and he started training me and i made the team and so when I got to college, I'm like, wow, like God obviously wanted me here. Like this is perfect. Like that all the doors just opened and it was the right thing. Meanwhile, the whole time he was calling me to go to Bible college and to be a pastor. And I said, nope, like God, this is like, you've opened every door. And it was like, God, I'm actually doing really well now. Like I'm doing better. Like I wasn't really a phenomenal player, but I wasn't poo. And so there were just so many things that like, I was like, man, like this is just God. And, you know, looking back, it's like God definitely took care of me in that season. He blessed me because I'm his child. But 
I was not in where God wanted me to be. And because of that, I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't living the life that he wanted. I continued to step out in disobedience because there were just so many areas that it was like, I just thought this was the right thing to do. And, um, and so at the end of the day, it's just like not everything that we want is, is from the Lord. And I just want to challenge us to lay those things down and just say, okay, God, show me what you want for my life. Because that's the best way we can honor him. It's love and obedience. And obedience is actually loving him. And so I just want to encourage you today, like if there's those of you that just don't know what to do with your life, just go spend time with God and just wait for him to answer you. Like, don't just go in for two minutes, say, I didn't hear from God and walk away. Like the disciples were, I think, 40 days waiting for the baptism of the Holy Spirit because God said, Jesus said, wait, wait here until it comes. And I think we're just too quickly to just rush out and try and figure it out on our own. And so at the end of this, I would say that you might have learned nothing about me, but you could have learned everything at the same time because who I am is really wrapped up in my identity in Christ. And I really do believe that. And I really believe that um, God has called me to be a minister um, and a leader in this generation and to, to see the nation of Canada know Jesus. And I believe that Canada will be revived and, and we'll see revival and Canada will know the truth of the gospel and, and there will be people that are going to struggle with that and people who will disagree, of course, but I believe that God wants every single person and it says that that's why I sent Jesus, right? It was so that the whole world could know the good news. And so I believe that everybody could be saved and that's ultimately God's heart, but People still have a choice. And so I would encourage you, pray for your friends, pray for your loved ones, tell them about Jesus. Don't just pray for them. Like you can pray for people all you want. And sometimes God does intervene. And sometimes he just asks us to speak and to share and we're afraid. So I could go on and on for a long time. I love talking about the Lord. That's really the greatest joy uh, in my life. And I love my wife. I know I didn't talk about her much. I do love her with every bit of my heart. Um, but she's also in the same place of just like, we just love Jesus. And so it's the greatest joy. Um, we don't have a baby. We don't own a house. We own a car and that's about it. Um, so yeah, you can check out her business. That's one thing Julia loves. If you want to learn a little bit more about us, you can follow her at N E wildflowers on Instagram. And so she just loves to post on there and share Jesus. But friends, that's, that's really who I am. Um, nothing crazy. And I love to laugh. That's one other thing that you get to know about me. I love to tell a good joke and I love to just be joyful because God created us to be that way, not to be miserable and boring, but to laugh and have a good time. So anyways, uh, I hope that you learned something. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that you were challenged. And I hope that this encourages you to just know Jesus more because he loves you so much. He cares about you so deeply and uh, he actually delights in you. And it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. The past is in the past and come and repent and walk in newness because that's how he's redeemed and created you to live. And so anyways, friends, I hope that you are blessed today and uh, God bless and we'll see you guys soon. And so I would just love to pray a blessing over you as we go, uh, if you're still here. And that'd be great. So God, just bless my friend who's ever listening today. Lord, encourage them, build them up in you. God, help them to understand their identity, that they are free, that they are whole, that they are brand new, that you don't see them with anger or with 
um, any sort of disdain in your heart, God, but you love them as your child and that you've created them to live freely. God, would you give boldness and fire, holy fire, would you, it just fall right now in Jesus' name. God, would you impact somebody to shake and mark this generation as well. God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, friends. Take care. Next week, you're going to hear from me again with Jeremiah and Lincoln. So take care, guys, and God bless.